Okay, we're back. We're back to regularly scheduled programming. We're going to get back to shit stories and uh, people's opinions and their day-to-day activities. We're back to normal. But I do feel like I need to acknowledge the RTS episode. Uh, I listened to it. Uh, I am quite proud of the first half of the show. I felt like I kept my composure. I got things out in a concise, clear manner. And then the second half of the show, I feel, uh, went, went downhill. Um, I'm not very proud of it. I let my anger get the best of me. I lost my ability to speak in cohesive sentences. And, uh, I don't think I communicated very well. Having said that, um, I'm, I don't know how I feel. Everybody was asking me, well, you know, how do you feel about it? How did it feel to get it out? And I don't know how it feels. Like, I don't want to compare it to my fucked up childhood, but there are kind of similarities. It's like things happen that I felt I should have just kind of kept quiet about and then saying them out loud. I felt like I was um, doing something wrong, maybe. Like, just to myself. This is my own self-thought. But how does it feel to get it out? Well, I guess it felt good, but I kind of still feel weird about it. It's one of those vulnerable things where... um, I put myself out there and it uh, felt uncomfortable. But there's a few things when I listen to it that I need to clarify. Because the thing about sitting in a room by yourself is no one's there to be like, what do you mean? Or how did that work? Because I'm hard to follow when I'm uh, at ease and relaxed and comfortable like right now. I can be hard to follow because my brain zips all over the place because I have ADD. I have conversational ADD. And I know what I'm talking about because I can kind of see things in my brain. You know, like Temple Grandin, my hero. Um, God, I'd love to, oh, I'd love to rail Temple Grandin. Even now, even right now, I'd love to have a chance at her 55-year-old, uh, brand new vagina. Oh, God. Okay. See what I mean? Do you see what I mean? That's what just happened there. I just go all over the place and nothing makes any fucking sense except to me. So I'm amusing myself. Um, right. Because doing this in a room by yourself, there's no one there to say like, okay, what do you mean about this? That makes no sense. Why are you, um, saying, but whatever, without completing a thought. So I'm going to, I'm going to try, but it's just, it's one of those things that I have to like retrain my entire brain to do. So during my rage filled process, um, I forgot to mention that in the beginning when I said that Sarah and I had gone to Vancouver and I asked for those episodes to be put up as bonus content with him and with uh, him and the other guys or whatever, because the last two episodes were two guys, however the hell that happened. Um, I forgot to mention that after that really long exchange, and I think about 24 hours, he agreed to put them up as bonus content. So I should have said that. I forgot to. And the other thing is I forgot a text, but I'm going to stop to grab that. Hang on. Okay. So I got flustered with my rage and uh, as usual. So really, I haven't learned anything from this experience either because I let it get the better of me. Uh, But however, and things like that, that stall. Um, Oh, there's another good one. (laughs) Uh, when I wrote, okay, here's what I'm trying to refresh your memory on. I listened to the explanations episode. I rolled into my garage. I screamed into his answering machine like a lunatic, not once, but twice. And now I'm inside. I had just admonished him for doing that episode without me there and blah, blah, blah. Once I did ramblings, I quit, blah, blah, blah. And then I, 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 I go upstairs and I message him that I want to post a rebuttal and a reply or whatever. That's the same thing, isn't it? I want to post a rebuttal and goodbye, perhaps, maybe a thank you. I can't remember what I wrote, but I doubt it made any fucking sense. And um, he said that Podbean was his. He's like, I don't remember the exact, but the exact thing. But what I took away from it is Podbean is mine, capital M-I-N-E. So I think he really meant that it was his. 
So the reason I'm telling you that is because that's just more evidence to me, more proof that he had, was never intending to give me the feed. And the other thing I forgot to mention is, even if that was true, in a parallel universe where that was even remotely possible, that that was his intention, which I don't believe, I never would have taken that feed, ever, in a million fucking years. I never would have taken it and kept going. It's just, I'd rather start from nothing, like I did, than take something from him. Just, just in case you were thinking that maybe I might have taken it because I didn't really clarify that either. And yes, because I'm jilted and a little bit more angry, here's the other, the other thing I forgot to mention on that show. So I wrote to him because he had just like locked me out of the Podbean account, right? And uh, he wrote something like, let's see here. And then I wrote, as soon as my show gets posted, change the password. This is on Twitter. No, please stop bothering me. This anger is ridiculous. I don't really feel like I was acting angry at that point. I felt like I was being pretty rational on Twitter. Okay, that's a bit of a stretch, but I don't think I swore and acted like a fuckface. And then he writes, easy. Show's over. Thanks, everybody. Good night. What the fuck did you think would happen? We share? Piss off. So do those sound like the words of someone who's just about in the process of changing things over to hand them over? And there is no changing over. I want to reiterate. There's no information there. There's one I would have to pay again, or he would have to pay again. And I looked at my account, and it's not even an address. There's just a name. So he locked me out because he didn't want me to have access to it. it there was no cha There's nothing to change over. I just want to make sure everyone knows that. There's no contract. It's like, I looked at my account yesterday and it says uh, date payment due. And then when that comes up, you'd click, you'd go into PayPal, enter your information and off you go. So I just, he just for, like formulated this lie about handing me the feed to justify it to everyone. And he also felt I villainized him to people. I don't know who I villainized him to. I didn't. I feel like I didn't even have to. He did a good enough job at it himself. I didn't, I, I promise you, I... Even in private conversations via text or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I said to people, look, you, you are, you're all going to get two shows now. So really, you should be happy. I didn't say, fuck him, fuck that guy, hate him. He's a fucking asshole. Well, not until yesterday. But I didn't, I promise you, I was trying really hard to take the high road, which I haven't anymore. Those, those days are gone. I, I, I took the very low road. I took a tunnel. I, I went even deeper. And then I, I went into that tunnel and then I dug, I don't know, another 150 feet into the ground and then I kind of tunneled my way. Like I, I feel bad that I did um, some bashing, but part of me feels like uh, it, it was true. My emotions were real, although poorly spoken. I, I really do feel that way. I feel like I didn't lie. I feel like I told the truth entirely. And the other thing I wanted to mention that I fucking fucked up because in my mind I knew it, but I, I doubt that anyone else did, was that... Um, we had that exchange. He was going to take the content down. And then I think he thought about it and thought, well, fuck it. And it was 40 bucks to keep it up for a year. So, um, we had some, like, you know how breakups are. You've got to give your stuff back. I had borrowed something of his and he had borrowed something of mine. So we did an exchange. His wife came and picked a bag up from my door and I'd given him a check for half of the show money that was in my account. And I gave him an extra 40 bucks to pay for keeping the feed up. That's why I was like, okay, what the fuck? Like, why were the shows taken down then? Because that 40 bucks should have taken me up until uh, somewhere around the beginning of November. And I think the shows came down sometime around when the Uniter, my, my, I got written up in the Uniter article. What was that? The beginning of October. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, why were, where are they? Anyway, I got embarrassed that I didn't even know my own shows were down. Someone had to tell me that they were down. Just like, I'm still waiting to be handed the keys to this bus. That, that never transpired. 
So I got embarrassed and I was just like, I don't even know where my own content is. I have no fucking idea. And then um, it occurred to me, I'm like, hey, I can just put these shows back up under a different feed. So I'm going to do that and I'll keep, I'll keep paying for that. I'll be in charge of that. I'll know where they are. I'll know where the stories that filled my life are. I just, if the situations were reversed, I don't think I would treat the golden rule. Anyway, the golden rule people. Okay. That's, that's uh, the key to life. So I just wanted to make sure I clarified that because I didn't do that yesterday or whatever day that was that I did that show. So that's about it. Um, yeah, I, you know, I got a little cocky at the end there, but I feel like, yeah, I should. I feel like, uh, fuck off because I think maybe I was supposed to disappear. Like one of the things he said in that explanations episode was, I don't know how she's going to handle it because he had broken up with apparently a hundred thousand bands previously and he didn't know how I was going to cope. And, uh, I'm just fine. So I feel like, yeah, I guess I was supposed to maybe disappear and never be heard from again and never... Like maybe I'm, I, I'm too dumb to open up my own feed and start my own show and who the hell is going to listen to it? And I thought, who the hell is going to listen to this? And then as the numbers got progressively better and people were reaching out to me saying they were, they are enjoying the show, not the first five because they're oh, maybe 10. Yeah. Did I say 10? Yeah, probably 10. They're not that good, but I feel like I've hit a good stride now. I've got good footings, a, good footings. No, that's no, that's not right. I feel like I've hit a good running pace for a fat woman. So really I'm walking to a normal person. I'm just walking, but, uh, I feel good. And it was overly confident. Yeah. But fucking right. I mean, God damn it. I was supposed to just not exist in the podcasting community ever again. And now I've been written up in the Uniter, uh, Winnipeg, whatever. It's the university of Winnipeg newspaper, but I feel it's important. I mean, not every podcast in the city <laughs> got written up in it. So I was one of maybe three or four and I'm pretty fucking proud of that. So yeah, I took some pot shots. Am I proud of it? No. Did it feel good? Fuck yeah. So that's the honest to God truth. Am I, I, I just wish I would have take, I would have done the show, sat back and thought about it. Cause I think maybe I would have gone back and spoken a little more clearly used more than three words to describe how I was feeling like perhaps irritating could be replaced with another word, maybe just one other word instead of saying irritating or irritated 117 times, but that's what happens. I get overcome with emotion and it's genuine and I lose my ability to think because I can't see past the rage, which is another thing I need to learn and I never will. And I just felt like I wanted to get this out. I just wanted it over with. I felt like it was like some huge uh, assignment I had to do and um, I rushed it a bit. <clears throat> I don't think I, I should have stopped and took taken more time, maybe listened to it before I put it up. Those I regret, but what I said no, I, I don't. I feel like I told the truth and I just, I just have to be true to myself, really. I know that's such a lame thing to say, but fuck it. I mean, I didn't want to do that show. I know I said that 150 times too, but oh, hey, did anyone else notice uh, how many times I said that was the last straw? Apparently there were a lot of last straws. There was about seven or eight last straws and apparently uh, I was able to somehow manage to carry a few more last straws. It's due to my really thick hairy back. That's why I'm able to carry so many final straws or last straws or really any straws, really any, anything at all, really. Anyway, I just, I wanted to make sure I, I tell you about the things that I enjoyed about RTS. I'm happy for the most part with that show. I'm proud of it for the most part. I've said some disgusting, horrible things on that show. I don't know that I ever want Malcolm and any other child to ever find it because 
There's a lot of sexual talk on that. I revealed a lot of things. I was fake racist, sometimes real racist. But I look back on it with, with fondness. I, it'll always have a big place in my heart. It changed my life. And um, despite everything that happened, when I think back to that time, I think of Mike as a brother. Kind of annoying, a tiny bit of a fuckface, but before all this went down, I knew he was in my corner. I knew he would protect me. I knew he would stand up for me. Even if I was wrong, he would stand up for me. I knew he would. That's why when all of this happened, I was just like, like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't understand. It's like things weren't going his way and he just burned the whole thing down. So I was just shocked. Okay. And, um, whatever. The point I'm trying to make is he, he opened a door for me that led me into my life as I know it right now. So for that, am I thankful? Yes, I'm very thankful for that because I don't know where I'd be if I didn't start that show with him. I don't. So yeah, I wish I would have ended the RTS recap this way. So I'm doing it now for no one to hear. I think that might be it. I think that's it. I think I'm going to close the door firmly on that whole experience and... I will. I'll look back on it happily and the good memories and um, I'll try to forget what happened at the end. That's what I just have to block out because if I, if I cut that part off, it was, a, it was a really good experience. I, I really enjoyed myself and um, yeah, I hold a grudge <laughs> for the way I was treated at the end. That's never going to change. But before that point... I'm really glad I got that experience. I'm really glad. It was a good thing for me. It, um, it, it changed my life. So there, that's it. Forever and ever, amen, or amen, depending on, you know, how you, uh, potato, potato, really. Okay, we're going to get back to some real life now. Just get back to the old show, the way things were supposed to go, and forget the whole thing. Just, just leave it behind. I had my say. And although I'm not extremely proud, proud of that show, I got just about everything I needed to get out and everything I didn't get out yesterday or whatever the fuck day I recorded that I got out today. So I feel like everything's been said and it's over. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take some advice and cram it up my ass and move on. Okay. Solid words there. Solid words of advice. So who do you want to hear from? I've got a lot of stuff. I've got a few new submitters and usually I go in the order that I got them, but this time I feel like I'm going to give the, the new people a chance to say something. So I don't know what the fuck I'm going to play. So I'll put you on pot. I'm going to, here's what's going to happen. Okay. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to push this big, huge space bar and I'm going to pause the, the computer. Okay. And then I'm going to proceed to decide which one of these new segments I'm going to play. And then I'm going to play one. Okay. Okay. So I've decided, and we're going to hear from Elena and I don't really know much about her. She's pretty new. Uh, if you judge by Facebook photos, quite attractive. Um, that's about all I'm willing to say. She's, um, lovely, looks like. She's said very wonderful things to me, which tells me she's very smart. She's got an excellent sense of humor. Uh, anyway, she's got a response to Rose's child-free thing. I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm going to listen to it alongside you. And then after this... We're going to hear from Tails, and Tails has a response. Well, we'll just, we'll just get to it. It's time for me to face the music here. Hang on.
Hi, Sandra. It's Elena. I hope this finds you well. I was just listening to your last podcast, and Rose had such an amazing segment as to why she chose to be kid-free. And it is an issue in our world. It is an issue in our society where men get snip every single day of the week, and it's perfectly fine. But one woman chooses not to have children or chooses to do what she wants with her body as far as abortion is concerned, and she get and it's frowned upon. I actually dealt with this situation and I agree with her completely. It is a personal question. It is coming from your choices, your decision making process. It is your life at the end of the day. And it's very true. You don't go around asking people, why did you choose to have a kid? Because then it becomes a very sensible topic. It is something I believe as well that people tend to hide behind because accidents happen. And as uh, you know, someone who has a partner who you know wants to have a child in the near in, in the future, I I am completely aware that some of us really do want to have kids. Like we feel that maternal instinct, and we want to procreate or adopt. We want to be able to give to the world and to give to the you know the, the future of our generation. So, um, going back to what I was saying, I digress. Uh, I do believe accidents do happen, and a lot of mothers, unfortunately, hide behind hide behind that. Do not come forward with saying, you know what? Hey, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't plan this kid. You know, it just it just happened. It was an accident. I love my accident very very much, and I probably you know would or would not take it back. But it happened, and it's not like you know had you know have I had a. I don't want to see a choice in that process, but have I had the, you know, maybe the heart to get an abortion or put the baby up for adoption, then maybe I would be more free or, or not. I don't know. But it's, it, the fact remains that parents do not, most, more often than not, do not come clean about, you know, why or if they chose to have a child. It's just that they have one and society sees it. Oh, what a beautiful baby. What's their name? And they start talking about it and they start talking about the, the fact that they have a baby and it's perfectly okay and it's perfectly normal. You know, no history is, you know, gets um you know gets asked nothing really gets 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 asked about that baby it's just the fact that they're here but you know should you choose not to have one and you get to a certain age and you're not procreating even your family tends to put the pressure on you sometimes say well you know your clock is ticking your biological clock is ticking what is happening i before i realized or before i um i came out to myself i should say i dated men and the last uh one of them actually got pregnant and you know it was one of those things where I'm very very careful but it so happened that I had a child you know that was completely unplanned I had well I had a pregnancy that was completely unplanned and um it I was devastated because that's when I truly truly realized that I didn't want to have a kid at the age of 22 years old I had so much ahead of me I have so much life to live. I do not want to be, I'm sorry to use this word, stuck with a child at that age. And so I made the very hard decision, and yes, it is a very hard decision, to go ahead and have an abortion. So we talked about it, my body, my choice, but I wanted to get his opinion on it. And 
you know, we decided, you know what, neither of us were ready to be parents, and it was very hard on me, and it took me a while to seriously get over, but I did it, and surely enough, a couple of months or three months later, our relationship fell apart because, and I really truly realized how miserable I was being in a relationship with a man, and you know, my attraction to women was only growing stronger, and he knew about it. He um, he also thought that it was just a fling, it was just, you know, some kind of physical attraction with nothing else, but then when my very first long-term, um, long-term girlfriend came into my life, I, I told him, and it was about maybe a few weeks after we broke up, I told him, hey, I, I met a girl, and I, and I really like her. And so, you know, long story short, we started dating, and we were in a relationship for a while, and um, which led to us breaking up and me meeting my new partner um, a, little bit, a little bit after, and we've been going strong. We talk about having kids, and it's not an idea that I am completely against, but I do believe that, especially as lesbians, we have that choice to plan. We have that option. I mean, everyone does, but we can more carefully plan it. And so if we have a child or children, it is something that we both truly want. We don't get tricked into it. We don't, you know, have... We don't say, okay, well, let's have a child, but then afterward change our minds, and then we get pregnant or something like that by accident. It's like, whoopsie, you know, uh-oh, I changed my mind, too late, whatever. So it is something that we have a say, more, I believe more of a say than, you know, than women who do have accidents and do not want to give up on their, do not want to give up their child. So, um... I believe that it is a very uh, taboo subject in our society. I do believe that women are still being, I guess, shunned in some ways for making that choice of not having kids. And Rose, um, for you know, to to piggyback on what, everything that you said, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are a loser. Sometimes you're a very successful person who does not want to give that up because a lot of women are are being disregarded for a promotion or some kind of, um, uh, uh, comp, you know, extra compensation due to the fact that they will be mothers in the future or they are married and on the way to have children and a family and everything else, or they already have that. And so they automatically assume the boss automatically assumes that you will not have time to care for the company as much as a man, as a man would, because you do not, you can't devote, you can only devote so much of your time and your concentration to that task to those tasks as opposed to like taking care of your children and going to their plays and going to their soccer practice and and being that full-time mom and a full-time uh employee so it's 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 a very interesting thing really to see to see everything unfold the way it the way it is um the way it is right now but um yeah so we're planning on having kids and we're we still haven't decided whether we want to adopt or you know have you know biological children we're still talking about it but it's not something that's happening anytime soon we want to live we want to be able to have that freedom and have those single friends and 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 hang out with them and and spend time and have quality adult uh, time and conversation with those people travel a little bit and then when we're ready to really have kids we won't be won't have missed out on anything and when we have them we will truly want them and care for them and nurture them and everything else in every sense of the way so there are no talk of regrets and there's no talk of 
you know what ifs and and I wish so it is something that we're both you know making the decision to 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 do so I completely agree with you Rose I completely support you I there's you know there's a lot of talks about shutting down Planned Parenthood I think it is a very big mistake because you are taking you know the rights my rights away pretty much to do what I choose to do with my body and my life and you can't you can't deny me of my rights it's 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 an awful thing to do it's an awful thing to even think about doing I mean it's completely horrible because men you can go around whipping your penis wherever you want and I am not a man hater you know kudos to them I love I love you know men that are responsible and you know and I understand and I respect them entirely I did not you know, you know, fall for a woman or decide to go with a woman because, you know, things with men didn't work out or anything like that. It's because I've all, I've decided to follow my gut and my heart and my brain and what my, my vagina pretty much was telling me. So, um, no, it's 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 not okay to ask around. You know, go go around and ask people why is it that you don't have any children, or you or your baby hater, or why did you have abortions and this and that. I understand. I mean, I do concur that if you are gonna be, you know, a, a what do you say this? Not wanting to have children, I think it would be safe to say that you should you should protect yourself as much as you can because I mean, you are doing something to your body but having I don't know four or five abortions and if you already know something that you firmly believe that you don't want then why would you keep that way that unsafe way of practicing you know sex like it's not fair and in that sense I believe that it, it, it's kind of like a dart in the face of those women who cannot have children and while you could keep going around having abortions left and right so I do believe that that's when it becomes a little bit of a more of an issue but other than that you know you do what you want with your body if my choice is my choice I don't ask you why you had six children and honestly if I were to ask and you were to tell me the truth maybe four of them weren't wanted or something like that maybe they were and in that case good join that family of you know 19 to 20 kids and counting but other than that you know you do you have your life and I have mine and I choose to do what I want with my body you just you chose to do what you want with yours you know good for you it's all well in paradise so um thank you for the segment i really enjoyed it thank you for your podcast i started catching up to all of them i love i love your sarcastic humor you and rose make my day and um i hope to hear you soon thank you bye awesome job awesome job i can't believe that you sat down and you did 10 minutes of really good audio be be impressed with yourself like i know it's hard to sit there and talk to yourself and trust me, nobody knows how like daunting a task this can be, but it's pretty impressive. I feel like we have really good segment submitters and a new one, Elena, and maybe, just maybe, she can be persuaded to send in something else. Maybe. I don't have any money, but I can beg. So this this whole segment I thought was really good. Really well-spoken. She made some good points. Uh, things like she followed her vagina. That's that I wrote that down. Sometimes I'm terrified that my in-laws are going to come up here and find my notes because they're... <laughs> Whew, yeah. Okay, so what did I write down? Um, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it's really private and no one's business as to who has kids and who doesn't. Not everyone wants kids. Doesn't make you a spinster loser asshole. It just means you know... 
you don't want kids. And I, I think you're much better off not having kids if you don't want them than having them and resenting them for ruining your life. Case in point, um, today we were at the mall giving Malcolm a haircut and I may or may not tell that story. It was a fucking nightmare. Just a fuck. I'll just tell it then because I hate when people like half tell a story like, you know, how I always do that. And then they just don't finish it. You know, how I always do that. So I'm just going to tell it. Um, we went to the mall. We usually go to this one place, but it was really busy because I think the holidays are coming and people are kind of starting to get haircuts and stuff for their Christmas pictures, I'm guessing, because we've gone on Saturdays before and it's never been this fucking retarded. Um, so we didn't get the lady we wanted. We had to go to a different salon that was also owned by the first salon. So we went there and this chick was nice and we tried to, we tried bribery. We really talked about it with him. Like, you just need to sit still. You'll get a train just chill out. It's not going to hurt you. And he just gets freaked out. Now, I don't know what, what it is. Is it because we talked about it with him so much? Is it because it tickles? Is it, I know it's stressful for him because he wouldn't just cry for the sake of crying. So we're in there and he has good times and bad times and the the bad times he's crying. Like we were there for probably, yeah, probably full half hour, not crying for the full half hour, but crying at least 40% of the time, I would say, because when she got to get around his ears, he would fucking freak out because it tickles and she's got sharp scissors and, um, she was really nice and everything. And then this receptionist came back and she's like, yeah, you know, if he's crying that much, maybe you should just stop because we don't want to hurt him. And then she goes to the hairdresser, like, you don't have to keep going if you don't want to. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. I realize that I've gone there on a Saturday and it's busy. I understand. My fault. I really wasn't thinking. I was just thinking it's Saturday. He's got a birthday party this afternoon. We want to get him a haircut before his Christmas pictures. And we'll just get it done now. Because it's hard to do things in the evening with a kid. Because by the time Sarah gets home and we've had supper, it's like seven o'clock. And then it's like almost bedtime, right? So I thought, why not go on a Saturday? And neither, neither Sarah or I said anything, but I know Sarah doesn't like to be told shit like that in that manner, like in a short kind of curt manner. And Sarah's like, no, it's not that uh, we're hurting our kid. Like after she left, it's like, we're ruining everybody else's time. We're bothering other people. And I kind of just felt like the blood rushed to my head. And I was just like, fuck, you know, like we're not having a good time. Like I'm not having fun. I don't like watching my kid cry and trying to hold him still so she doesn't jab him in the ear with scissors. It's not my idea of fun. Okay. So I, yeah, I just feel the rage. And if you don't want to, like, if you don't want to offer kids haircuts, then don't offer kids haircuts. Right. I know my kid can't be the only kid who doesn't like fucking haircuts. And I always tip really well because I know that these hairdressers have a hard time. I always tip a minimum of 10 bucks on a $15 haircut. And today I made sure to tip $15 on a $15 haircut because it was difficult. He was crying. She was having a hard time. It wasn't easy money for her, right? But I just really, um, there's going to come a time in that fucking, she was wearing horizontal stripes and she's fat. Now I'm fat and I'm a lesbian. A group of society that doesn't really understand how to dress. And I know those two don't go hand in hand. So I kind of, I kind of feel like, um, screaming fuck off asshole, because there's going to come a day when she has a fucking two-year-old who screams like an asshole in the middle of a busy salon and it's going to happen to her. And maybe just then she'll think, oh, wow, this is really hard. I hate seeing my kid cry. I hate interrupting other people's salon experience. And this will click to her that we didn't need that. Like, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not having fun. This isn't a good time for me. It just, 
like rubbed me the wrong way and I just don't think it was necessary because we were almost done. And I just, it's like I was stressed out and he's all snotty and he's upset and it's like, okay, you're not fucking helping is what I would really like to say in a fantasy life. In a scrubs kind of cutaway, it's like, you're not fucking helping. And then I would like to take some like $200 scissors and jab them in her fucking eye. Because what do you want me to do? You want me to leave with half a haircut? Is that, is that what you want me to do with one, one side of his sideburns completely long and the other one cut? That's your fucking solution? We should just stop now? Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, beautiful. You're the fucking best. And then <laughs> we'd left and we came back because we had to walk that way to get to... Oh, yeah, wait. This is the whole point of me telling you this story. I'm on the ball. It must be the eight cups of coffee I've had. So he's not getting a fucking train, okay? Because he freaked out. So we're not going to reward that. So we just walked around the mall for a bit. He tried to destroy the David's tea we went into. Holy fuck. I just, man, he was just on a roll today. Just one of those days where you just kind of want to beat your head against a rock. But the reason I'm telling you this, it just relates to Elena's bit. Um, there was a kid in this play structure, and usually it's for kids between one and five, I guess. I think this kid was closer to 10. And he was an asshole. And he's like kind of just wandering around being a dick. And my kid wants to go play on this part of the play structure. And he, he, he's growling at him while we are walking to the structure. And then he's like, I don't like that boy. My kid says, I don't like that boy. And he's growling and staring at him and staring my kid down and growling. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with kids? Like, who, like, this is the second time I've come upon a growler. Like, are they just meeting each other and coming up with this idea? Because a two and a half year old doesn't respond well to a large kid growling like a fucking animal. And he hid on the other side of this thing. And as soon as my kid got on top of it, he goes, rawr. And Malcolm's like, oh, I'm scared. I don't want to get and then I'm like, okay, let's find something else to do. Cause that's the first line of defense. Find something else to do. Distraction. We go somewhere else. The kid follows us, holds my kid's eyes, remains eye contact and growls at him and like does the meow claw thing. You know, the, the, like your hands, a cat paw, like a pawing at him. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? And then he gets bored by us. He goes, sits on top of the slide and blocks both of them. He sits horizontally across them so no one can slide. And finally, his mom's like, Justice, Justice, get down. Justice, stop growling at people. And I looked at this woman and she just looked sad and defeated and exhausted. She's just barely hanging on to life. She's just surviving. That's what she's doing. And then we were on the way out and she had four kids under 10. And the last three were really close in age. I think they were only maybe two years apart. She's dying is what's happening. I think this is one of those cases where you think it's going to be a good idea to have more kids, but you can't handle them, which is evident by the fact that your oldest kid is an asshole because you just don't have the energy to parent him properly. You just don't. So... I feel that um, some people shouldn't have kids at all. Maybe she was one of those people that somebody said, oh, you might change your mind. Maybe someday you'd like to have kids. Maybe she's one of those people that shouldn't have had kids because she's not doing a good job at the follow through. And like you said, did she, or you, Elena, I keep doing that you, like you guys are all going to know which you I'm talking about. There's at any given point in my brain, there's 15 yous. Okay. So Elena, <laughs> you're right. Maybe she's one of those people 
that got talked into wanting to have kids by her husband or her mom or her mother-in-law. And maybe she didn't want them because she knows she's not the kind of person that can do it. And the more people like that have kids, the more cocksucking assholes I'm going to have to punch in the face for growling at my kid and scaring the shit out of him needlessly. So yeah, maybe if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. And if you don't want to have kids, make sure you marry someone who also doesn't want to have kids. Because you'll save, you'll save the rest of the world from trying to fix your huge mistakes, otherwise known as your children. If you don't have the energy and the gumption to take care of their, your kid and raise them properly, or to the best of your ability at least, don't have kids. Do the fucking world a favor, okay? Just, just please, okay? Yeah, all right. So that's how I feel about that. Um, sad mom looked like maybe 20 years ago she'd have a light in her eye. Like she was just... It's like someone flicked her, her life switch off. She just looked pallid and sad and slumped over. Like she was just moping through life. There was no light in her eyes. And then on the way out, her, her oldest kid, the almost 10 year old tried to kick my kid. For what reason? Like this is the kind of kid that's going to really bully someone and hurt them. Cause he's literally three times the size of my son. And she's like, justice, don't. And she looked at Sarah and Sarah was just like, it's like she wasn't even in there. It's like it was just a shell of a person. And I was like, well, if you went home with that fucking asshole kid, wouldn't you, wouldn't you fucking be a shell too? And she's like, it's her fault that he's an asshole. And I couldn't agree more. So now we've done that. And this is kind of has no bearing on anything. But we walked by the salon and Fatty in the horizontal stripes. And Sarah gave her the glaring of a lifetime. I'm glaring right now at the microphone, which solved nothing, but made her feel good. I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's like, I don't have a choice. I have to get my kid's fucking haircut somewhere. He's got to go. It's not like a restaurant where you know your kid is an asshole and you bring him to the restaurant every, anyway to ruin everyone's lives. Like I have to give him a haircut and it just, it's a necessity of life. So I, I'm sorry if while you were getting your hair foiled or dyed or whatever and trying to talk about your boyfriend's girthy penis while my kid's around, it kind of ruined your experience. I'm really sorry about that. I'm really sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay, now, oh, do I have any, I don't see, da, 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 da. oh yes, abortion, you're right, abortion is not <laughs> a form of birth control, okay, not good. And the last thing I have is uh, man-hating dyke. I as well am not a man-hater. I know it may come to a shock to you because I'm angry and I hate just about everyone, but I never understood why people said that to lesbians because men are optional to us. We, we don't need you to live. I mean, I don't. So the men I choose to have in my life, I choose to have there because I like them and they're fun and they add to my life. Had I, like, if I was a straight woman, I'd be a man hater. Because if you have to date a man and deal with their emotional intelligence or lack thereof and their socks on the floor, then yeah, hate them. But for me, it's like, guys are just for fun. They're just for hanging out with and talking about pussy and just generally speaking, being assholes together. So I've never met a real man-hating lesbian. I haven't yet, as of yet. Okay, now I'm going to play Tales' piece. And I, this is rough because I always end up getting the last word, which really isn't fair. And I don't know how to do this in a way that I don't get the last word, but I'm going to try to be um, as fair as I possibly can, considering she can't counter back for at least a day by the time she hears it. And uh, then she can... Give me a retort. Retort? Reply? Response? 
Okay. All all R words. Okay, here's Tails. Okay, okay, okay. Tails is back. Hold on a fucking second, Sandra. I never said that I wanted the big D. Let's make that clear. I have never been sexually attracted to a man before. The reason why I did it is because I was pressured into doing it from people around me because I was what's wrong with the world. I was told on the daily to go kill myself because it's so wrong for me to like women, even as a bisexual. Therefore, in order to make myself seem normal, I found a guy that I dated very shortly uh, in the country who... I explained all my feelings to him, and I told him, I was like, I don't want this anymore. I can't have these feelings anymore. I can't keep trying to kill myself. I'm tired of laying on train tracks and waiting for something to happen. I can't do this. Make me normal. Somehow. I don't know. Make me normal. I didn't want to be like this. This wasn't my first choice. I am surrounded by religious family members who tell me that I'm going to hell and I'm not a part of this family anymore if I'm gay. And they didn't change their mind. None of them fucking showed up to my wedding, which really also pissed me off because I'm still the same goddamn person, except I've grown into who I am. I've completely accepted and loved what I am, who I am, all of that shit. So... Just, just, I'm going to rant back to you because you started a rant after my, my thing, and I'm going to rant right back to you. If friendly, this is a friendly rant, just so, just so you know, you're awesome, I think you're cool, and whatever, but, okay, so, I never did any of those things because I wanted a dick. If I wanted a dick... I wouldn't know what one looks like. I don't even know what it looks like. I have no idea. I just wanted to try to be normal for once. I wanted to try and shut out those voices in my head, telling myself to kill myself. I have been to therapy. I have been on and off antidepressants all my life, and now I'm the one that's going to be fucking crying. This fucking sucks. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Um, What I explained was very simplified, short form of the relationships with the men that I had had. There's a lot more to every single one of those. And I just... (sighs) Fuck. Why do you have to make everybody cry on this goddamn show? Um, I wasn't a mentally healthy person at those times and every day I regret it and every day I wake up with my wife and I look at her and I shouldn't I shouldn't see myself with anybody else and uh, uh, I think that's that's probably all I have to say so sorry uh Everybody, take care. It's been Tails. <laughs> okay. I know. I'm sorry, Tails. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to evoke these feelings in you. I didn't want you to feel ashamed. I didn't want you to feel bad about yourself. It's not my intention. And, you know, you do feel bad, and I'm sorry that I contribute to those bad feelings. I didn't I didn't mean to, but I still did, so I'm still... I'm sorry. I'll just do a brief background thing here. What we're talking about is Tails sent in a segment 
called gray area. And I refer to myself as a real lesbian because I'm not attracted to men. I slept with one man just to double check. And I understand where Tails is coming from because I think I did it to try and fit in and squash those voices in my head too. And uh, to, to quote Elena, follow your vagina. And I did. And it never happened again. I've never been interested. Like I've never, even then it was wrong. I didn't, it's not for me. But there are many ways to be a lesbian. I just feel like my version never gets heard from. The 100% Home Depot stereotypical lesbian never gets a voice in any real form of media. So I just, it's important to me for me to let my listeners know that I'm 100% gay. No question about it. And that's what I was trying to express. I wasn't trying to make tails feel less than, or if you guys are all, whoever the fuck you are, I don't know, bisexual or whatever, that's fine. Be proud of who you are and I will be proud of who I am and we'll all be proud. So, and it's hard. I know that when you send stuff in here, you're vulnerable to my interpretation of what you're saying. I realize that. And tails, I never meant to make you feel bad. I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't. I was just reaffirming my stance and where I'm coming from and why I'm coming from there and why I get defensive. So that's why. And in that episode, it's called gray area. So if you want to go back and listen to that, you can, and you can get yourself a little refresher there. And I'm very lucky because there was never really a question about my sexuality. I've known since probably the womb that I've liked girls and it's, it's, it is. It's lucky. I'm very lucky. I've never had to question it, except for that one time, very briefly, the worst three minutes of my life. And other than that, I've been quite confident in who I am and I know who I am and there's no wavering. But some people, like some women, like Elena, dated a dude. Other people I know, other lesbians I know, they've dated men for long periods of time. They knew it was wrong and it wasn't quite the right fit, but it's scary. Coming out is scary. You don't know who's going to react in whichever way or how they're going to react. And you just have to prepare yourself mentally that those people, as of right now, they don't, th- they don't know that you're gay. And in five minutes, when they do know, they may not be part of your family anymore. As Tails said, no, a lot of her family didn't come to her wedding. And she made a good point. Why? She's the same person she was before. Why eliminate her as a family member just because she finds love with another woman? It's wrong. It's not cool. And I feel for her. And I understand those hurt feelings fucking sucks. I'm really lucky that I didn't get shunned. Um, uh, okay. The reason you cried is because I'm the Barbara Walters of podcasting. You're not getting out of this thing without shedding a tear. And Kendra, I'm coming after you next. Uh, so I'm like, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I just, I feel terrible. I mean, I don't want to make anyone cry for fuck's sakes. That's not my intention. And tales, you're valued. Your opinions are valuable. You're insight is valuable and if your fucking family doesn't want anything to do with you then the big double fuck off to them okay just stick up both middle fingers and fuck them because they don't deserve you and that's the bottom goddamn line that's the bottom line all right that's about it for me today i uh i'm home alone and as soon as as soon as the garage door shut when they left for that birthday party thank you jesus for birthday parties i swear to christ uh i ran up here and finished off this show, and uh, I've been I've been tasked with cleaning the bathroom. I don't want to. I'm I'm a child. I'm a child in this relationship. Sarah has two kids, and I'm one of them. 
the bigger, smellier one is the one I am, in case you're wondering. Oh, is there a way to get out of it? And she's even the way she had to ask me shows me what a big suck fuckface I am. Can I ask you a favor? Like, I know you're tired. I know you worked hard all week. And I know you want to do your show. But do you think you could find like 20 minutes to just just scrub down the tub and then do the toilet and the sink in the bathroom? Could you? And this is how she has to ask me. Just tiptoey and gently. There's none of this, your turn to clean the bathroom. She has every right to say that. I think I cleaned that. I've cleaned that bathroom less than twice. Okay. Like, <laughs> I cleaned that bathroom a total of one time. And, uh, yeah. Okay, fine. I'm a shitty, I'm a shitty wife. Okay. I'll, I'll admit it. Freely admit it. I'm a shitty wife. I'm going to go clean the bathroom and then I'm going to do another show today that I can put out for Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I think that's about it. I don't know. Look, iTunes reviews. Great. Thank you again. We got, I got even more donations and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet Jesus. Thank you so much. I know who you know who you are and I know who you know that I am. Who is what? Okay. Something went wrong there. Yeah. Something misfired in my uh, peanut brain. Thank you is what I'm trying to say. And if you want your name read out loud on the show, I would very gladly do it. But if you don't send me an email saying you want that, I won't because it's tacky. And I'm tacky, but I'm not that tacky. So thank you for that. And iTunes reviews, yes, you're obligated. Uh, it's a must. I don't really know what it does, but it boosts my ego because God only knows how much I need a bigger ego. Uh, what else? iTunes reviews, what else do I always say at the end? Oh, change of address 69 at gmail.com. And you can do that. And it's almost been a year since I did this show. I, since I started the show, this is my 52nd episode right now, which means I put out a lot of shows in, in like half a year because for the first half of the show I only did two shows a month that were like I think I had an hour at first uh worth of um storage and then I ended up buying more and more and more and now I have an unlimited plan so feel free to send in your audio and chances are I'll make you cry too something to look forward to there yeah little goal little goal there for everyone 